You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com. Hi, I'm Abby. And I'm Vanessa. And you're listening to The Real Moms of Bravo, a weekly podcast where we recap your favorite Bravo shows in 30-ish minutes or less. And we just watched Atlanta. We are still processing from (laughs) that last, I would say, 15, 20 minutes. But before we jump into the wig party and Kenya Moore and just everything that was involved in that, there were some other heavy moments that we want to discuss. And I know you and I both kind of made a note about this while watching the episode Todd and his daughter. That was extremely um, raw, but extremely hard to sit through. It was so hard to sit through. And I can't imagine being in Candy's shoes because that would be a difficult situation to feel like to engage in your partner's relationship with a child that's not your own, even though you share children. But I think her saying how he parents Ace is so different that her facial expression to me said it all. It just was really shitty and I my heart broke out for his daughter but I'm also I'm like glad that she said it and maybe she wanted to hold him accountable by saying it on on camera and catch him off guard a little bit I think that was part of it because she definitely seemed to be agreeing with his daughter way more than him in fact she didn't agree with him at all during the conversation she's like I know that's right he doesn't listen uh it was just really hard when she was like oh wow you're proud of me and like she said it with such a somber tone that it I don't know you can just tell that they don't have a great communication style uh, and I'm sure it's hard parenting a teenage daughter I'm, parenting teenagers in general I think it's hard but I think there is a certain dynamic and Candy touched on this between a father and a daughter that maybe there are certain things that you say oh just get over it and maybe it'd be better just to talk about it and let them process it and go through it and it just seems like their relationship is not on that level no not at all and Oh, it was just, it just made me yucky. And I guess, especially since we are parents and moms and if Mia ever looked at me like that and was like, oh, you said you're proud of me. It, he must be really, really hard on her and have a lot of high expectations. And at the end of the day, like, yes, I believe in a little bit of tough love and to each their own and how they want to parent their child. But I think at the end of the day, every child, including teenagers, just want approval from their parents. So it doesn't seem like he's, he's clearly not giving that to her. Yes, that I think that was the hardest part. It's like she wanted more affirmation and uh, like uh, verbalizing of his affection and love for her. And she, it just it was hard to sit there and hear her basically say she's not getting that. And um, 
again, no parent, I don't think any of us as parents do a perfect job. We all do our best. I'm sure sometimes it's hard to see these moments, but I agree with you. I think it would be really hard for Candy to be seeing this, disagreeing with it, and knowing you're about to have a daughter and thinking that that maybe is where this disconnect is is coming from, but also a really good, maybe teachable moment with Todd to say from an outsider view, this is how I feel you treat Kayla. I think you treat her like this because she is a girl. Knowing we're about to have a girl, I think these are things that I want to discuss with you because I want our daughter to have conversations with you um, where she can actually talk through things with you. Yes, I think it will be a good teachable moment. And I'm, I'm honestly, I'm glad the producers kept that in the show because I'm sure they're not the only father-daughter duo who have had a conversation similar like that. No, I'm sure. I mean, I could look back on times. Like, I definitely think as a daughter, you maybe don't tell your dad as many things as you would tell your mom. But I I mean, I remember my dad, the like week before I left for college, he drove me up to Subway for lunch, which was not like uncommon. We both just really love Subway. <laughs> and as we're driving there, and it's maybe a five minute drive. He goes, uh, I feel like before you go to college, just uh, during this lunch, there's just some things I feel like I need to talk to you about. I look at him and I go like finance or like what I mean like what you know what are we talking about here and he's like no like the talk and I, I oh laughed. my god like he was gonna have the sex talk with you the at sex 18. talk with me at 18 before I went to college <laughs> and I was like well dad you can thank the Rockwood School District because they had that conversation with me fifth sixth and seventh grade so I'm good and he's like oh all right well then what are you gonna get at Subway like I oh, mean it just five dollars so, yeah it's just so different with a dad where I feel like my mom knew that we were getting ready to have that whole like section of school and like, was like anxiously awaiting for me to get home. Like, so what'd you think? You know, like it's just, it's a very different dynamic. Um, and some of it might be too. I think Todd's older. Like, I think if you're a little bit more old school, maybe there are uh, this approach to dads don't talk about certain things with their daughters, but in this day and age, I think uh, dads should be having those conversations with their daughters. Oh yes. And I hope it, I hope it improves. But let's talk about the major moment of this episode, which is the wig party that Marlo has. I don't even like, I think major up moment of this episode, it might even be the most major moment of the season. Marlo yeah, is having absolutely. a wig party. First of all, her wigs are not good. I'm just, I mean, they're bad wigs. We all can accept that, right? I thought Candy's shade, I was like, I thought she could throw a fabulous party and then looking at the party and it's just a bunch of white wall. Like it wasn't, yeah. it seemed like a little low budget. Yeah, the space was weird. Uh, it just, yeah, to me, it didn't scream high-end luxury wigs. And uh, so Kenya originally said she couldn't make it. And Eva said she wasn't going to make it, even though all the women were invited. So they all knew Nini was coming. There was some drama around that. But all the women were invited, which I do give Marlo props for that. I think that was a good move. Just make it where everybody can make their own decision whether they come or not. Kenya says she's not going to go. Everyone's like, oh, no, she won't be there. And she shows up with a marching band promoting Kenya Moore hair. It was hysterical. Like, so funny. I don't think any other woman in any other franchise would ever do that and be that extra and awful, I guess, in some ways. I thought Marlo really handled herself well in the moment. If that were me, I think I would have 
cut someone's head off and would have been like screaming. But Marla really handled herself well. I gave her a lot of props of like kind of keeping it cool, even giving Kenya a moment to talk about her product. But that is straight savage. Like you don't do that. <laughs> but it makes for good TV. It made for great TV. But could you imagine if Ramona brought a marching band and all of her like timeless or whatever it's called, her skincare Let's- to like a skinny girl launch? I mean, Bethany would annihilate her. Oh, Bethany would have ripped her a new asshole. I thought Marlo handled it well, but I thought it was funny too towards the end when they're rehashing it all and then Kenya's getting kicked out by security and they're rehashing it all. And Cynthia was like, oh no, I, she was like almost justifying the behavior. Yeah. And Portia like looks at her and was like, uh, no, that is wrong. Like it might've been entertaining at the expense of Marlo, but it is wrong. You don't do that. I mean, even Portia was like, she's my girl. Today, she's not my girl. Tomorrow, she'll be my girl. But right now, she's not my girl. I don't know what Cynthia was. I mean, I get how she was saying, like, Marlo, you handled yourself well. But it was not. In that situation, I don't think anybody could be like, it was really good to see Kenya. Like, she came in there. It was very inappropriate, mean. If someone did that to me with something I was launching, a supposed, like, air quote friend, I would never forgive them. That is just. no. Like you said, it's savage. And so much so that Nini just left. She was like, I'm not dealing with this. This isn't the life I live. And she uh, skedaddled right out of there. Didn't have to deal with any of the drama. Which is, I, on one hand, you're like, okay, this shows some growth. But then on the other hand, Marlo's been your ride or die. Like you could have like stuck it out a little bit longer. I mean, like that bitch said, you can't stick around for Marlo. You can't support Marlo. I thought that was pretty low. I, I don't know. I feel like if it were me... I would stick there, stick around to support my friend. I might have distanced myself from it. I mean, Nini and Kenya aren't very good friends. So obviously, you know, Nini didn't want to be next, you know, on her target list. But also for someone who claims they're not afraid of anybody and they're so strong, I just was surprised that Nini just bolted out of there. No, I see a little LVP because I feel like LVP would have done the same thing. Oh, you're so right. Yeah, that's very, very true. It must be an OG move. It's definitely uh, an OG move, but it looks, I mean, it was great. It was great television. And like you said, I feel like it's kind of the highlight of Atlanta so far this season. Uh, yeah. And I cannot wait though for the trip. We forgot they announced they're going to go to Carnival in Toronto, which I didn't even know was a thing. I'm sorry, people. I'm not very worldly. And it looks like a lot of fun. I was like Googling it as I um, was watching it. And I, I think they're going to have a blast. I'm excited. To oh, see it's going to be a good time. And I actually... One, I had this as a note before we move on, but I don't know that a friend of has been the, the person to announce a trip. I think I cannot think of anyone. Yeah. Who's ever done it. like Barb obviously didn't announce a trip. Um, I, I can't think of anyone to read yeah. memory, but I thought that was interesting that Tanya was the person to announce. That. Yeah. Well, maybe she's about to get a peach. Who knows? Oh, she had one last season. So she oh, got so- demoted. <laughs> Maybe that's some of it. I don't know. That's, but that, yeah, that's interesting. But uh, it was, a, it was a good episode. Uh, so was Jersey. I just feel like these uh, trips, these trips are just creating all the drama and that's why we love watching them. I did not expect this drama build up though. I just never would have thought it would be Dolores and Jackie and then the Marge and Teresa. And oh, I feel like Melissa's stuck in the middle. Melissa is stuck in the middle, which is shitty because of her relationship with Teresa. But I thought it was pretty entertaining watching it. There was a lot of a couple, a lot, a lot of different moments that I really enjoyed. 
before we like get really into the drama, but what did you think about the excursion that they took? I thought they were just going to be like riding horses and then like they'd casually be in the water. I didn't realize the horses go like basically all the way in and they're swimming. That sounds disgusting. The fact these horses are taking as <laughs> my husband calls it when like people are like in the ocean. He's like, you know, people have taken like done aqua dumps in here. So basically these horses are aqua dumping in the water and you're just swimming around in it. And poor Jennifer falls in and was like, I swallowed some of it. I don't, I, it made me want to vomit a little. It was disgusting. I think that might have been the worst, again, to recent memory excursion that I've ever seen the women go on. Like, I mean, sort of that, that boat where they almost all died in New York. Oh, yeah. I can't think of anything oh, worse. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Completely forgot about that, which I don't know how I could forget. But that was <laughs> awful. So But bad. that was like, awful because it was like, dangerous and people almost died. This was awful because it was just disgusting. Just bad. And I love advertising. I grew up with horses. So like, I was like, oh, I'm going to love this. And I saw that. I'm like, I never would go all the way like deep like that. And the horses were kind of, they were energetic <laughs> to say the least. Um, the, those <laughs> who picked the beach. <laughs> yeah. They were, they were excited to get in that water. And those who uh, picked the beach, I think I have the best one. I love though how Melissa was like, get your buzz on. Come on. We're getting drunk. Yes. Like, this is Melissa we love. That's the Melissa we love. And I also like that in her conversation with Joe, he acknowledged that Teresa was going to get pissed. Like, he's like, give her 12 hours. She's going to come back to that joke. And she, boy, did she. I felt like this was vintage Teresa in her comments. And I was here for it in the conversation she was having with Dolores and Melissa. It, yeah. I mean, you could tell she was really pissed. I love Margaret and I don't think she intended it to be bad. I myself have delivered a joke that probably wasn't like the best way to say something, but I just, I kind of see where Teresa's coming from. I think that there's been a lot of gossip around her and younger men about her cheating on Joe. So to make the whole thing about 21 and then the jailbait comment, I think anytime you mention anything with jail, with Teresa, unless you're talking about orange is the new black, you're probably going down a slippery slope oh exactly i did thought i thought her comment i forgot what she said teresa that um she needs to get her shit clean and she has a plumber for that or yes. something like that i was like that's actually pretty funny she's like she's so full of shit she needs to have her pipes clean doesn't she have a plumber i mean that was good it was like vintage teresa which i really really enjoyed i thought that was pretty funny I also enjoyed the fact that when they were talking about Joe and she was saying she was really nervous and asked the girls what they thought, uh, that Melissa said, I really want him to come back, but I think they're going to make an example of him. I think that shows that her and Teresa really are in a better place because years ago, Melissa could not have said that. I think if she would have said that, Teresa would have gone crazy. I think years ago, all Melissa could have said is, oh, he'll come back. We want him to come back. You know, like you, she would, if she would have said anything different, Teresa would have been yelling at her. Like we, obviously you don't want him back. Why would you say that? So I think it showed some growth on the, in their relationship that they could talk openly. Oh, about for this sure. Of it. For sure. I thought that was great growth. And I also really loved, so we've said this before in our podcast, but the men of Jersey almost deserve their own spinoff show because they're so entertaining to watch. But how much fun was that poker segment that they had? I loved it. I mean, I was saying these like men get along probably better than any other group with husbands. And they're so funny. I mean, they talk about sex constantly. It was always like, how much do you have sex? And I still want it two to three times a day. And, but 
they are just so funny. They joke with each other, make fun of each other in a very fun, playful way. It seems like they're all really friends. It makes me feel like they are hanging out outside of filming. Yes, absolutely. And freaking Marge's Joe, I mean, getting that much action per day. My goodness, Marge, he must be tired or his hands must be tired. (laughs) One of the two. (laughs) I think he said he would love to have it two to three times a day. But that, I mean, he's probably getting at least once a day. I mean, at least once. Like, good for him. Good for him. And I also like that Frank was giving... Joe Gorga a hard time that after they took those warm vodka shots, which made me want to gag and took me immediately back to college, how his zipper on his shirt kept getting lower and lower. I just, yeah, I love how playful they are with each other. I, it reminds me of like basically us sitting around with our friends where you like, you make fun of one another, you're laughing and it's not mean spirited. Nobody gets mad. I mean, obviously the type of things they were saying, the women could never say to one another. And I think that's what made watching the guys hang out that much more funny. Oh, yes. So fun. But quickly, though, we go right back to more drama because after the poop excursion, the horse dumps and uh, the fun day of boozing at the beach, the women are getting ready for dinner. For Jennifer's birthday. Yeah. Yes. This is like her big birthday dinner. And uh, we I mean, we know there's gonna be drama. And Jackie was kind of trying to avoid Dolores. And then I think even Teresa said, I don't want to sit by Marge. So we know that this is not going to be a friendly, nice dinner. And quickly, it, there's a, I can't remember what happened first. Was it Dolores and, and Jack, uh, Jackie or was it Marge and Teresa first? It was Marge and Teresa because Teresa, they were asking for the wine list. That's right. And then she stands up and goes over to that wooden sign that had like a joke. I forgot. I don't even remember it what it said. It said like any woman can have the body of a 21-year-old t- after she buys him a few shots. So, like, basically saying, like, you could hook up with a 21-year-old. Um, and she goes, this is for me, right, Margaret? Because I like him 21. So, I don't That was, it was uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable, but I will say, I felt like they, like, nipped it. Like, it was it, uncomfortable. It was, like, it's, like, Marge almost knew, like, Teresa was going to react. Like, Marge yes. had enough time to process the fact that Teresa was going to give her shit for that comment. And she didn't really go back at her too, like, too hard. I think she, I mean, yeah, she pretty much immediately apologized that that wasn't what she intended. It was a joke. She was sorry. Uh, I, I, yeah, that part, I think it just kind of started what was going to be more dramatic, more drama, but then the whole Dolores, Jackie thing, it was hard to listen to the whole cut, not cut from the same cloth. I just, it very, it felt very like a Kelly Ben Simone. I'm up here. You're, you're down here. We won't be friends type of thing. It just, it was kind of cringy. It was pretty harsh. And I give Jennifer Aiden lots of props following that fight that she said my feelings would have been hurt. And I feel like Dolores was like, oh, you know, like the one person who's not the biggest fan of Jackie, if she's saying her feelings were kind of hurt, maybe this was bad. But she was just really, really like mean. And she was saying how like, you know, Jackie starts more drama than any of the the other women and she fight the way she fights. And I think Jackie brought up a good point. She's like, how am I more dramatic than any of these other women? And they do this montage of them all like yelling and trying to get in physical fights and throwing wine on each other. I mean, the, the Jersey women are pretty intense. Very, very intense. It was, it was very awkward. And I did kind of giggle. And this was like very mean when Jackie was like, well, 
I don't, I'm not, what did she say? Like, I don't even care that I'm not friends with you, Dolores. And Dolores is like, okay, okay, Jackie. Like, I, it was very like, her. juvenile. Yeah, I kind of thought that was funny. Very I, mean, but very funny. I chuckled at it. I just was not expecting that from Dolores. I was like, dang, you're kind of cutthroat. Yeah, I, I, this is gonna be interesting to see how this drama unfolds because I didn't really notice any tension between them at BravoCon, but they weren't like sitting right next to one another. So who knows? Yeah, I didn't notice it either. I kind of feel like I know they've been on press tours together and have done like shows, appearances, and so maybe they're fine. They're just cordial. They just aren't friends. We both love listening to podcasts, but as working moms, we know we don't always have a lot of time to listen to them. We're always looking for something really quick and fast and easy. And wouldn't it be great if there was a daily podcast that was only 15 minutes long and it covered the day's pop news, drama, fights, feuds? Yes. Is there one that we can look to? Yes, you're in luck. There's a new one called Celeb News Ride Home, hosted with Kate Raft that is launching on December 9th. So be sure to listen to it. So from one trip to another in Dallas, we are still in Thailand. And this was a very... A roller coaster of emotion. It was a very interesting episode. We went a lot of different directions. We start with uh, going to uh, see the the elephants, and um, these are elephants who are basically have been rescued. I think there's been like a lot of. I think people know that like a lot of these elephants. We go to places and where you like ride them and get to see different parts of different countries. Those are not animals are not taken care of and um, are often beaten. And so this place kind of brought them in and all the women got to feed them and see the elephants. Um, it was kind of touching. I felt like there were moments where I was like, Oh, this is really sad. And I know Carrie was kind of like, not really having Leanne's uh, I've been broken. I know what that feels like <laughs> kind of spiel. Cause she always says that, but I did feel like Leanne was connecting to these animals. I thought she was connecting, but Carrie's little tiny violin, the best prop or the best thing she's ever done in her confession confessionals did make me laugh a little bit. And the whole elephants, if you love Netflix movies and you love, um, why am I blanking on her name from Sex and the City, Charlotte from Sex and the City and Rob Lowe, they have a movie that's all about that. That's what I kept thinking about. And it made me want to go rescue the elephants. <laughs> my daughter's really into elephants right now too. So I was like, had my heart was super touched i uh, was definitely i was like there were moments where i got teary-eyed and then i was like crying of laughter because an elephant just started peeing yeah. and stephanie was like oh that's that's a person after my own heart and they clipped like a montage of her constantly having to pee and she's like the struggle is real i always have to go to the bathroom so i, I was like very emotional and then like hilarious um but basically from there though we go to the condom restaurant restaurant which I feel like these women aren't embracing Thailand, but in that moment, they all seem to really love the condom decor. It was so interesting. It was very entertaining. And like, definitely you go there for, to say that you go there and it sounds like you don't go there to eat the food. Side note, I give Deandra lots of props for, again, embracing the Thai culture and like eating the food with an open mind and not being so snobby like some of the, some cast members have been. I think they were all trying to, like, they were really nervous about the food, which I get. But I also think in those places, one, you're not paying for any of this shit. So just order what sounds good. If you don't like it, throw it away. I, Absolutely. I did think it's interesting, though, that throughout this trip, um, Cameron and Carrie are getting closer. And they did get close uh, in, where were they? at Carrie's house in, in Mexico. So, like the, you know, they have, they've 
been moving in that direction. Um, but you can start to see sort of this shift with Cameron and Carrie. They were sharing their dinner and Leanne's making comments about how, what, what was it like? Cameron is like a, a toddler and Carrie's like a shiny piece of candy in a candy shop. You know, they just like, I guess, you know, don't really see beyond the surface level. No, I mean, and Leanne, she should be sweating because that's her one ally. Like Cam has her back. So she should be sweating. And Cam did have her back when she was talking to Carrie. So hopefully in the next episode, and we'll finish the rest of this episode, but I hope she knows that like you have a good egg next to you. So don't mess this up. Yeah. I thought it was really nice that Cameron showed that, I mean, she's trying to be friends with Carrie. She's being nice and friendly to her and was explaining why the whole dress thing, like why it hurt Leanne's feelings. And they all did apologize, even though Leanne didn't think they were valid uh, apologies and I guess, you know, what better way to bond than to then go to a ladyboy and ping pong show after, uh, you know, a dinner of apologizing. I I mean, it must have been pretty bad. Well, clearly, because Cameron was drawing uh, the penis like lineup for us with her whiteboard. But the cameras were not allowed in there. It was that sounds horrible, horrible, like I am glad, not that I'm ever going to be in the red light district in Thailand anytime soon, but I'm glad I know what it means by each of those shows. It's just, that just is nasty. I'm sorry. I thought- Everyone's got their thing, but that is not for me. I don't have any desire to see anyone gay, straight, whatever. I don't want to see anyone doing that. I didn't know the lady boys thing. I thought that was just what they called drag queens honestly i didn't because i've been to drag shows and they're really really fun oh yeah drag shows talk about talk about that with oc but uh, this one apparently like they just like then drop their skirts and their penises are just hanging out which i mean i don't think it i mean penises are gross nobody wants to see those no one wants to see penis or a vagina or going out of a vagina into the audience like how disgusting is that it's really gross and they said then like Cameron said she got up and the lady got mad and was like trying to like throw a dart at her. And then they threw ping pongs out of their vaginas at Brandy. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was very gross, but I felt like Leanne's response. It, she was clearly mad that Cameron and Carrie are being friends. She goes back into her like racist comments about Carrie being Mexican. And you know, I think I don't want to repeat it. I think everyone saw the clips. But then the second Cameron walks in, she's like, do you know how many sex workers we saw? It didn't seem like Leanne had an issue with it when they were there. If she felt so strongly about all these you know, people being mistreated and this is not you know, good for the um, women's image, why did she agree to go? She yeah. knew they were going. They talked about it openly the entire day. That's a really, really good point. I don't, I don't understand. I don't know. I just think... From what from watching Leanne, and again, this being our first time watching Dallas, to me, Leanne is someone who makes the situation. It's always a little bit about her. Someone else would yeah. be doing the same thing, but if it's not her, like if it doesn't have her approval on it, it doesn't matter. If she she's uh, yeah, it's kind of her way or the highway. Yeah, it was just it was odd, and I I don't know. I I I'm really enjoying Dallas. I want it to pick up. I think there's rumors and. There's been hints on Brandy and Stephanie's podcast. Like something is going on with Dallas. I'm curious to see what the shift and what the split might be. There's rumors that Leanne's going to get her own show. But I feel like after these comments, I don't know how Bravo can give her her own show. 
I don't know either. That would be very, I'm really curious to see how they're going to handle this during the reunion. And apparently they're filming the reunion right now. And there was an explosive, as I said, it's explosive as, as they always say, but there was a prop brought out and we all love our reunion props. My prediction is that is, is that it's the infinity dress. That's not confirmed, just a prediction. But I'm really wondering how Andy's going to address those comments and then how Leanne in return will react to it. Because clearly he's got to know about it and I'm sure they've had a conversation about it, but it's not okay. And I haven't checked her Twitter lately to see if she's finally acknowledged and has apologized for those comments. But if it didn't change last week, I doubt it changed this week. Yeah, I think she's still just saying that it's, it's not racist because they're both white, which, I mean... That's not the definition of racism, but, you know, we talked about that last time, and I feel like basically all of America agrees. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how she handles this on the reunion. Um, And I don't know. It looks like, you know, they get back from Thailand, and I think there's going to be some more drama, obviously, to follow. And, you know, Dallas doesn't have too many more episodes left, um, and neither does OC. Neither does OC. Two cities getting close to coming to an end, but OC... I so one. I was shocked they drove themselves from Key, uh, from Miami to Key West. Did that surprise you? I thought they would have like a driver. It surprised me, and I I don't know how long of a drive that is. Maybe it's like a thirty minute drive, and it's not that far. I have no idea. Someone check us on that, and maybe I'll Google Map it here yeah. in, in a minute. But I was a little surprised too, and maybe it's just you know good car chat. And I feel like I might have puked on the side of the road before. I can't remember, but I feel like I've done that, and that's not fun. I've done it before too. I was more like motion sickness. Um, but I mean, it happens. Uh, it's not fun. It's awful. I definitely felt for Kelly, but so they get to Key West and I mean, obviously they're gonna have a great time. I feel like Key West is one of those places I've actually never been. I know people have gone. I just, it seems like it's a fun, cute little town. You pretty much can walk or take an Uber everywhere and it has good nightlife. And so the ladies decide to go to a drag show and I am, I one, I love drag shows. I've been to them. They are great entertainment. They are so fun. There's a place in St. Louis, Hamburger Mary's. There's, it's a chain. So I'm sure other people have been to one. But I I mean, it's a lot of fun. I just can't get over Vicky's whole like, ew, gross. I mean, boys dressing as girls. Was, what is this? And going back to her whole like girls kissing girls. It's like, Vicky, get your head out of your ass. It's almost 2020. You're not like 90 years old. You know gay people. You've grown up with gay people. We're not living in a time where drag shows are like these like taboo secretive things. And after seeing what the lady saw in Thailand, I'd just be glad you weren't getting shot from someone's, <laughs> you know, a ping pong out of someone's vagina, which she probably could have used as a big hit to the head. I just don't like her whole like, that's so gross. Boys dressing as girls. What's what's going on here? The problem with Vicky too, when she makes those kinds of comments is that she picks and chooses when she wants to be a grandma. There's times where, I mean, hell, she like jumped in the pool or she's like flashed her tits in the past. Like, I feel like she picks and chooses when she wants to be, you know, misconservative and have these thoughts and opinions. And it's it's really annoying to watch because I feel like, if, again, if it's on her terms that it's okay to drink beer out of a tap like she did in that episode, yeah. it's fine. But if she saw, let's say, Bronwyn doing that exact same thing, we all know she would be judging the shit out of her and saying, oh my God, grow up, Bronwyn. You have seven kids. Like she would, she's so freaking judgy. She's hypocritical. She really is. And I wonder, I mean, obviously that piece of the episode will not be addressed because the reunion has already filmed uh, to the point where I guess, I mean, it might be addressed because of the fight that happens later. But oftentimes when fans react to something, uh, it 
Andy will, if a lot of people react to it, Andy will ask the cast members about it. I wish I hadn't done the reunion yet so we could ask. I mean, a lot of her comments sound homophobic. And is that really what she wants people to think of her as? I I would bet deep down inside she is homophobic. homophobic. She just knows that Bravo's demographic uh, she's probably not, it's not going to play well if she comes across like blatantly that way. But some of her comments, I just think you don't say those things. If you don't deep down in inside, think even more than that. Ooh, Abby, mm-hmm. I agree. I'm not against it. I just mm-hmm. like that. You're dropping that. Yeah. Basically I just called Vicky a homo. <laughs> yes, you did. I feel like I want to have like a little bell. Like, yeah, <laughs> I would say and- don't at me, but I'm like, no, come at me. I will give, I I'm ready to stand by that. And defend it. <laughs> So, Woo! Uh, words. But anyway, so if they you go are to, a fan, fan of Vicky, I don't know if you could be after this because they go to the bar. Uh, the bar her- called Cum Bucket, mind you. Gross. Very important detail. I are, can you legally like name places like that? I mean, that's very vulgar. Not to be I, a grandma, but that's extremely vulgar. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. The way I took a picture of it, we'll share it to our stories. I think it's really funny. I couldn't believe it. And I was like, did that say cum bucket? And then I rewound and yeah, it did. Sure enough. So at the good old cum bucket, uh, a lot of growth was shown for some people. I was really impressed that Gina is talking to Emily and says, I don't feel right about this. Knowing that Vicky has reached out to the girl that allegedly got into a physical altercation with Kelly. And you know, this girl had been messaging Vicky. Vicky was messaging her back. And Gina was like, it's really shitty. I don't like it. I think Kelly needs to know. So she's talking about it to some of the girls. And then Vicky walks up and Shannon's there. And she's basically saying to Vicky, like, I'm going to tell her if you don't, which I was really impressed by that. I thought it showed that as much as everyone says Gina's just clinging on to the three amigas to get another season, that she's still has some integrity and is going to stand up for what she thinks is right. But turns out Shannon's like, "Eh, I don't want Gina to be the one to say it. So I'm just going to go over and tell Shannon and all hell breaks loose. All hell breaks loose. And we are so impressed. We had a sidebar before we hit record tonight and Kelly really handled herself well in that situation. And I'm glad that she decided to take the high road because Vicky does look batshit crazy. I don't know why Vicky was so mad because I mean, she's yelling in Kelly's face and Kelly's like, okay, you're whatever you're in. I was just saying like, you know, I'm not going to hit you. And then uh, Vicky was putting her arm out. was like, hit me, hit me, hit me. And Kelly's like, you're not worth it. I'm not going to do it. And then Vicky started calling Kelly a slut. And then that's when Tamara stepped in and thought that Kelly called Vicky one. I, I don't think Kelly ever called her one. I think Kelly just sat there and was taking all of this. I think she only called her a slut after Vicky called her a slut. Okay. And Vicky I think it was one of those like, yeah. hey, you're a slut. Well, no, you're a slut. Like, it was yeah. dumb. So then Vicky, they leave and Vicky's all upset and is like, she cannot behave that way. And that's not okay. And then, oh, what really tricked her off though is that Kelly kept saying she was a con artist. You're a fraud. You're a con. But she was saying it in a very calm voice. And I think that's what pissed off Vicky the most is she was trying to elevate Kelly to start this screaming match. And Vicky goes outside and is just like screaming at the top of her lungs. Like, I'm not a con artist. I was conned. And then starts screaming like, we're going on. We're putting on our matching PJs. It was like, it was, I don't know. It was very annoying and obnoxious. I felt like if I was Shannon and Tamara, I'd be like, okay, you're taking your own Uber home now. Like you're being, 
weird. Well, and it was also to me so fake and so staged. Like to me, that is Vicky Gunvalson playing up the cameras. She's been on it for a hell of a long time. And she knows she gets an immediate reaction when she does her little screaming bit. I'm not saying the other ones weren't fake because to me those felt really real with the veins popping out of her neck. Yeah. But the fact that Shannon was like kind of giggling and like fake screaming at her to me shows that she wasn't like they knew that she was kind of like not really screaming. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Karma got Vicky back because they went kind of skinny dipping and they're running away because security was coming. And Vicky, of course, uh, falls on her ass. Vicky is very clumsy in general, but I also think she loves attention. So anytime there's an opportunity to be potentially sick and need medical attention, she goes for it. And now, of course, she's saying her ankle really hurts. I'm sure an ambulance is being called and she's going to be taken away for probably just a rolled ankle. Uh, but she's going to make a big deal about this the rest of the trip. Guarantee it. Oh, yeah. Oh, she will. She but, will. Uh, I think. Do you think that's where we get those wheelchair pictures? Uh, I, oh, think, nice amigas. I think so, because they're wearing those matching PJs and that's not what happened in Mexico. So I'm guessing that's that's what it's from. Absolutely. But or actually, no, was that Mexico when Tamara or when, yeah, when Tamara like broke her leg? Oh, you might be right. Well, well hey, I'm sure we'll get a very, we'll get another, I was gonna say, yeah. we'll get another photo op of the three of them. But, uh, so that's pretty much the week we went over, but there were four shows, a uh, majority of which on big on vacations, which obviously means just more drama to dive into. But this brings us to our favorite part of the show. And, uh, this week's shout out goes to the Peloton girl. <laughs> no, I'm just her. laughing. Yeah, I Imagine being known as Peloton girl. It just makes me laugh. I kind of feel bad for the Peloton guy because, like, I don't know how you revive your acting career after this. So everyone, I'm sure, has seen the commercials with Peloton where a woman is gifted a stationary bike and puts this video together for her husband. There's been a lot of backlash that it's just very kind of sexist. A, a man buying a, a woman a bike. Also, people were laughing, like, nothing like seeing the fitness journey of a 116-pound woman uh, go down to being a 112-pound woman. Not to say that then people can't, you know, have a fitness journey as well. But there was just – it was an interesting – pick for Peloton, but this was the perfect setup for Ryan Reynolds to promote his gen. And the reason why we're giving the shout out to Peloton girl is in the latest ad uh, for his uh, aviation gen. It looks like she is drinking away the sorrows of her divorce and is cheersing to new beginnings and has a great support system with her. So Peloton girl, uh, <laughs> I, you're, you're going to be okay. You're, you're going to find someone new. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. I love Ryan Reynolds. He's, awesome. I, and, I I haven't seen this. I didn't know about this until you shared this with me. So I can't wait to watch it. It's hilarious. We'll post it to our stories. He also, I thought like, oh, probably his marketing team was behind this. And they said he had a lot to do with the idea and execution and it was done in two days. So wow. bra bravo, Ryan. He jumped on it while it's hot. Well, if you guys want to continue to jump on things while they're hot, not, that doesn't make any sense. But if you want to still <laughs> follow us, and be on the latest and greatest Bravo news and our hilarious memes, please follow us at Real Moms of Bravo on Instagram. And if you haven't already, and you guys already know what I'm going to say, because I say it, we say it every week, but please take the next 5, 10, 15, maybe even 30 seconds and leave us a review or a five-star rating. It really, really does make a difference with the algorithms and more people get to listen to us. 
and we which means we get to connect with more folks like yourselves so thank you all for listening we have so much in the pipeline we can't wait to share with you and we will catch you all next week is your daily grind getting you down a thermo spas hot tub may be the solution just a few minutes under those powerful soothing jets and all your stress seems to melt away like you're lying on a cloud of bubbles you'll not only feel better but sleep better too Call 877-861-4672 now. And for a limited time, save $1,250. Call 877-861-4672 or visit thermospas.com to schedule a free on-site assessment.